Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, good morning on this beautiful Saturday morning here in North Carolina. Uh, Robbie is out on a retreat with uh, the Dangerous Hearts uh, uh, retreat. I think they're doing a lot of uh, hunting and duck hunting and that kind of thing. So we're going to certainly lift them up and them fam- and the families and all that are involved in that this weekend. But I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. I'll be sitting in for Robbie. I'm, I'm a regular on the show and... This morning, is, uh, we're going to use a, a, a little bit of a, a time to talk about something that's changing for each and every one of us, and that is the fact that we're back in school, and we may be out of school, but we're still dealing with the effects of being in school. And also, I just want to uh, take a moment to remind you that this is a call-in show. Give us a call at 866-348-7884. I'd like to hear some of your ideas on how to to protect our kids and that are in school and also things to do to to make ourselves more prepared as we send our college kids off and we're going to talk about that over the next uh next hour and i hope we get a little bit of input from other people but this morning also uh we're going to take time to to look at the fact that back in school what does that mean you know back in school it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people you know, you have the drivers, just like me, every morning getting up and trying to get to work and getting to the shop and stuff. You know, a lot of things changed that first day of school. I had new traffic flow, had more stop and go, had to learn how to adjust my time because of it took longer to get where I was going. And for all of us, it, all of that changes. You're having to deal with a lot of kids on the road. They're walking. There's new kids driving on the road. There's kids riding bikes on the road. You have to deal with school buses and school zones. And then for the school kids, the kids that are in school, what does that mean? Back to school. It means, you know, the excitement of school again. I mean, it's getting back into it, getting to see your friends, getting excited about being there in the morning, getting on and off the bus they have to deal with, walking to the bus stop or to the school and the bike riders, all the safety items they need to deal with. And then also for the young drivers, that are on the road, the kids that are in high school, that this may be the first year that they have the responsibility of driving themselves to school and taking their little brothers and sisters and picking up their friends. So there's a lot of things that back to school means for them. Then for the college kids, you know, all of a sudden back to school means that they're in different surroundings, new surroundings, new responsibilities, you know, need to know where to park and where to go and, and, and just the safety concerns that they have to have to deal with. So we're going to sort of work our way down that list this morning, and I hope you have a pen and piece of paper because I think we're going to have some thoughts and ideas that may help each and every one of us out on some, you know, issues that we have to deal with. And this morning also I have Junior Reynolds in the studio with me, and Junior's a longtime friend, a been in the industry. I'll let him introduce himself and tell you just exactly because when I say how long he's been in the industry, you realize just how old he is. I mean, he's getting up there. He <laughs> doesn't look it. But uh, this is also I'm also going to say one other thing about about Junior Reynolds and the the Reynolds family is I've talked about this in the past is the fact that we need to make sure that our calling in life is also linked to our calling by Jesus Christ, and he certainly has 
demonstrated that to, to me and others over the years, and I'm, I'm certainly proud to call him friend. Junior, welcome this morning. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you having me, and this is uh, so good to be back, and, and, and for your asking me to return. So that makes me feel great when someone asks me to return <laughs> because uh, uh, I told, it, uh, told you this morning, I said, are you calling me back because you can't get anyone to take my place or because I'm giving some good information? And he told me I was giving some good information. So I thank you, Jerry. Thank you for, for your family for the Christian stance that they have. And my business was Reynolds Garage in Stanleyville. Uh, we were there for 73 years. Uh, we eventually sold out to the state for the, the supposedly the new highway that's uh, a vision they've had for 40-some years. Uh, I'll never ride on it. You'll probably never ride on it, but someone someday will ride on it. But we were there for 73 years, and I thank the Lord for that. It was a blessing and was able to retire and do some things that I feel the Lord's calling me to do at this time. So well, I hope today I can enlighten you on some uh, some thoughts that I have concerning the school situation. And, you know, said retire. I mean, one thing you didn't do is retire. I mean, you, you changed jobs. I mean, I know now activity at church is, you know, increased and, and volunteering there and a lot of working with the youth and working with the programs and in the music program at church, uh, you know, and then also as president of the Winston-Salem Forsyth County Record Association. I mean, those are, those are almost two full-time jobs in itself at, at times. It is, and I enjoy it all, and uh, I appreciate the folks that uh, have the confidence in me to put me in these situations. Uh, I, I love my church, <clears throat> the calling that I have there, the ministry that I got. Um, <clears throat> I'll just let you know right now, I'm 65 years old. I play in the praise team band. I play the uh, the, the keyboard, and uh, we have an outstanding praise team there at Stanleville, First Baptist Church at Stanleville on University and we just thank the Lord for the me- uh, the message that he allows us to deliver each Sunday. And it's not about the praise to him, but it's about the message we have for you from the Lord that he's given us. Yeah, and I think, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about this as we, we go into the show a little bit. But you know how important music is and, and having an upbeat service. I mean, that, that draws younger people into into church and stuff and you know i know stanleyville baptist is it takes that approach i know pinedale christian church i mean we take that approach because of you know we we as a as as believers you know realize that you know it shouldn't be about us you know a lot of times i call the churches that 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 are sort of closed in that don't reach out and don't don't believe in you know, being more concerned about the people that may be going up and down Peters Creek Parkway or the, the highway in front of your church as they are about the people inside of that. I call that the holy huddle. I mean, they're doing some great things and they're great people, but you know what? God calls us to look for those who don't know him and to introduce them to Christ. That's right. And, and our church is like a lot of churches, like Jerry's church. Um, we're not going to leave out the traditional services that uh, people enjoy also. And we have those, and we have the uh, the service that uh, Jerry's talking about. And yes, I'll tell you something. As again, I'll tell you, I'm 65 years old. The Lord will eventually bring someone younger to take my place when I can no longer play. And you know what? That's what I hope our service does, deliver a message to the, to the young that they'll come up in the church and realize that they also have a, a mission and a ministry for the Lord. And that's what we pray for daily. Absolutely. We'll go back to the to the back to school topic. 
if you go on the website, you'll see there's a back to school header for today and it has a lot of uh, school bus safety ideas. And I'm just going to sort of read down some of those that were on the website. And, and Junior, you can comment as we as we go. And also, if anybody has any comments, once again, just give us a call at 866-348-7884. We'd love to hear your comments. But one of the, the things on the, the website it talks about is before the first day of school, prepare your child by practicing how to walk to and from the pickup and drop off area. You know, that seems like such a simple thing. But you know what? As we talked about before, it's that excitement of, the, of being back in school. It's in the morning. I mean, it could be after school's been in session for months and months. It's still that excitement, talking to your friends and preparing yourself for, for beginning school and stuff. It's easy to sort of lose concentration. So it's important to walk with them and sort of, you know, make sure they know where to go and where to wait on the bus and and all of those simple things, but that's an important piece of it. And then to also ex- uh, to escort your kid to the pickup location for the first few days is to continue to do that. You know, don't just do it one day, but for a few days, go ahead and just walk with them and, and make sure they understand all the safety concerns that you have for them. Uh, you know, and if you're going to have any, if, you're, if your child is a bus rider, make sure that the school, you know, if there's going to be a reason for them to, to change locations, have make sure you notify the school because every year we hear of a, a school bus that dropped a kid off at the wrong location where, you know, at the end of the day, most of the time it was where a parent or guardian or somebody did not transfer that information to the school system and they just dropped the kid off where they always drop them off or at the wrong location or the kid gets on the wrong bus and stuff. So it's just important because, like I said, that excitement of the day, it's easy for them to lose concentration on on that simple task. Jerry, I, I can remember, and I'm, I'm sure you can too, going to school in elementary especially, we had safety patrol. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was a safety patrol a person on a bus, and I remember helping the little, the smaller kids, you know, they were getting off the right place and things like that, keeping the, the noise down, keeping the – Fights or disagreements. Did you get the, did you get the little? Uh, uh, I got the strap. Strap with the badge on it. Yes, yeah. but and also got the lieutenant. I was promoted lieutenant, so I was proud of that. All and, right. Uh, but that was a big help. That was a big help. We'll be back with some more of those topics and things to do and things to look for and things we can do to improve the safety and comfort of our kids. Well, you're back with, uh, I'm Jerry Mathis of Ray's Body Shop and Record Service and Junior Rentals. We're talking about back to school and, as we were mentioned before, just some of the safety items that we need to make sure that our, our you know, our, our kids and reminding them about, you know, just getting on the school bus, the things that you take for granted in so many ways. You know, and I always say, you know, awareness is the key part for the students, regardless of their age, it doesn't matter, you know, if they're they're a kindergarten or first or second grader, you think you need to spend the time and go over a lot of the safety pieces of riding the school bus. But it doesn't matter if they're 11th and 12th graders because they're dealing with the same type of issue. So one thing that I suggest and and most of the experts suggest is just sitting down with your students 
and going over those safety items like we talked about just a moment ago, just some of those things, making sure the buses stop, make sure the arm is out and that type of thing. You know, one of the things that sort of gets overlooked when you're having those conversations with your kids is the fact that the the driver has a huge responsibility. And you know what? The biggest contributor to accidents that are caused by the school bus driver, and that may be just running off the road or bumping into something, is the fact that there's unruly kids and that driver takes his his concentration off of his job and starts worrying about dealing with the kids in the back that aren't behaving and that type of thing. And it doesn't, as we talked about in the past, it doesn't take but just a second or a moment to, to all of a sudden run off the road or to bump into something or bump into somebody. You never, never know. So it's important that those kids on that bus realize that their safety they play a big part of it is how they conduct themselves on the bus. Do you agree, Junior? I do agree, and uh, that's that's very um, a, a training exercise you should do, and, uh, and and pray for that that driver daily because the the responsibility they have to uh, carry that uh, pr- precious cargo that's on board, they need to keep focused, and that child needs to help them do that, and it will if you if you continue teaching the safeties of that. Yeah, you know, so so you know, as as a parent or a guardian or a grandparent or aunt or uncle, big sister, big brother, is to spend time and talk to the kids about their behavior on the bus so the driver can do his job or her job. You know, the other thing they need to make sure they talk to them about is the fact that, you know, what the the rules of the bus are. You know, make sure the bus gets stopped. You know, when a when a bus pulls up there and the bus is stopped and that arm is out, that doesn't necessarily mean that the cars are going to stop so that that child needs to not just blindly step out there just because the bus is stopped and the arm is out you know they need to be told how how to look and make sure they protect themselves before they walk into traffic or walk across the street because as we'll, we're going to look at in just a moment not all cars are going to going to stop and there's going to be violations and if those child is walking in the street that stop arm violation could lead into a an accident where an injury or even a death. So it's important to make sure that they understand that. Other piece is to make sure that if we got young drivers that are driving to high school, you know, first or they've only been driving a year or two at the most, is that they understand the the, the bus laws and and the the stop laws and the stop arm laws because. You know, that, that's another thing that we kind of overlook. We put them in a car and send them off and think they know all the all the rules where we as adults have been driving for years struggle with that. So make sure you know your local rules and stuff and which they're pretty they're not they don't vary much. I mean it's it's that if that arm's out, you need to be stopping because there's kids coming across that street and especially for a young driver, it's the same thing. That that kid is 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 going to school and excited and trying to think if he's got his homework done or her homework done and probably has picked up some friends or brothers and sisters in the car and it's easy not to concentrate you know as as we look at with accidents involving school buses and and school kids you know one of the biggest contributing factors is being rushed and just having other things on their mind and not concentrating on the driving aspect of getting there so it's you know take time go over that make sure they understand the rules as far as being behind the wheel as a driver and also the the hazards that, that we talked about earlier the fact that there's more kids on the road there's bicyclists out there there's kids running back and forth across the street they're 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 just excited you're excited so make sure they understand all of that and you know as we we start looking at that and you start saying you know 
what what does that really mean? We start looking at some of the some of the figures, and um, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, from 2001 to 2010, there were 1,368 people killed in school transportation related accidents. Well, you know that's. That, that's a pretty good number. I mean, when you start looking at it, I mean, you break it down, that's 137 fatalities in a year. And, you know, not all of those are that, you know, you think it'd be a student and stuff, but you know what? When you start looking at the numbers, 72, 72% of those fatalities were occupants of the vehicles other than the bus that were involved in the accident. So that may, you know, in People hit a bus. That's a pretty good size vehicle, and it can definitely do some damage and stuff. But of that, seventy-two percent of those one hundred and thirty-seven per year are occupants of the other vehicle. Seven percent were occupants of the school bus itself, and twenty-one percent were not were not occupants of either vehicle. So that meant that they were either a pedestrian, a child crossing the street, a bystander or a bicyclist, or whatever it may be. When you start looking at those numbers, you know, that's a that's kind of a frightening thought. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of people's lives that revolves around school buses and, and, and school transportation issues. Well, Jerry, to elaborate on that a little bit, uh, you brought out a good point here about the, the safety involved. And if you just recently, the last uh, five years, got your license renewed, you should be up to date to when to stop for a school bus, on what type road to stop for a school bus. Um, you should be um, um, educated on that part. If you're in doubt, I would stop. If you're in doubt of if you're if, and don't know when you're supposed to stop, go online and check check out the different highways and how they uh, uh, tell you to approach a school bus to stop, when you're to stop, um, and let's keep our kids safe and let's keep you safe too because. You know, you can, um, a terrible thing could happen there with your life. It'd be a life-changing moment for you. Yeah. I'm, fatality would occur. Yeah, parents take time to go over that stuff with our kids. Take time to know it ourselves. Because, like I said, the life you save may be one of your own kids. It may be, exactly. uh, you know, a friend, the neighbor next door and stuff. It's just, just, just be safe. Know the, know the rules. Know the regulations. back and we're talking about back to school uh you got jerry mathis raised body shop and record service with junior rentals this morning one of the last stats i'm going to throw out as we were throwing some of the stats out uh the national association of state directors of pupil pupil transportation services posted the numbers for 2013 where they asked states to participate in a one-day survey or one-day tracking of seeing how many stop arm violations the bus drivers saw in a one-day period. And they had 29 states that participated in that, and North Carolina being one of them. In that survey, for one day only, they had 85,000 reported violations. 85,000. 
I mean, that, that goes back to that, that one where I said where, you know what, just because the school bus is there and it's stopped and that arm is out doesn't necessarily mean the cars are stopping. So you had, you just think about that, 85,000 violations. That could have been 85,000 injuries if a child had stepped from around that bus. I mean, that, that's, that's just uh, mind-boggling to me. And just in the state of North Carolina, um, in one day that it was on March the 13th, 2013, it was 3,500 violations reported in the state of North Carolina. I mean, that, that's, that, that just lets you know that, you know, the drivers, you know, for whatever reason, either they don't know the law, and, you know, that's what the thing, there's either three things that, 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 that lend to that is either they don't know the law, don't understand the law, or they're just rushed and too much stuff on their mind or just don't care. I mean, you know, that's not a, not a good combination. Any of those are going to have the same result if a child is stepping out from around a bus or heading across the street, running over there to, to catch the bus, and you, you, you cross that line and you, you pass that bus. I mean, there's just the potential of being a, a pretty horrific accident there. Jerry, it looks like we need to have a school on how the motorist, uh, the public um, motorist should approach uh, and pass and stop a school bus. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, you know, it's important that, and that, that's why it's so important to make sure our kids, that we go over those safety issues and making sure they're extra precautious because of the fact they're also having to deal with their responsibility. But it's sort of like I always say with somebody riding a motorcycle, you need to drive, ride that bike for two people, for yourself and also those cars that are involved with it. Because so many times people just, just like I say, they just get other things on their mind and don't, aren't paying attention and, and or, or just don't care or, or just being careless or not understanding the rules. So it's just important that we tell the kids to make sure they're, 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 they're taking extra precaution and not putting themselves into harm's way. But also, you know, drivers just need to be aware, and that's why it's so important, especially the younger drivers out there, make sure that they understand what their obligation and what part they play in the safety of these kids. We need to we need to really be uh, uh, cautious in what we do. We need to teach our kids that, you know, you may be right. That bus is right. It's stop. It's giving you the right to cross that street. But we don't know what's in the mind of that motorist. And my wife, she gets on to me about <clears throat> an intersection. I'll slow down at a stoplight or something. Even though I got the green light, I'll slow down. And she said, what are you slowing down for? And I, I had a brother one time that didn't really know what a red light meant. And I said, I'm looking for my brother to come through. So I just wanted to be cautious. If he was going to come through, I didn't want to be his target. But always be cautious in these intersections or behind these buses. And uh, you tell your children, always be cautious when you're crossing the street or unloading or loading. Just be aware of your surroundings. Well, now we've got our, we've talked about school bus safety for the young drivers in this area and, and, and in your neighborhoods and stuff that are off to, to to school, the elementary and middle school and high school. Now let's talk a little bit about as we're sending our kids off to college. And I, I tell you, I've experienced this one. And so I speak a little bit from experience. You know, there's a couple things we need to make sure we do. And Junior, jump in there whenever, because like I said, I know you've done a, uh, a little bit of a seminar and stuff with uh, Wake Forest University here in town and stuff with, with new students coming on board, things that they can do to, to make their experience with their automobile at college a little bit better. Well, one of the things – 
you know, I always say before they leave from school, make sure you take the time. And Junior, you have to agree with this: is just check out their car. I mean, see what the you know, make sure the oil levels are fine, all the other fluids and stuff, power steering fluid, transmission fluid. Make sure the wipers are in good condition. Uh, make sure the tires. You know, the worst thing you'll do is send a kid off to school with tires that are bald. You know, you. How many people know what a, a wear bar is on a tire? Sure, they need to be familiar with a gas gauge, too, because kids used to borrowing daddy's car, mama's car, would bring it home, and daddy would get it to go to work, and it would be empty. <laughs> so they need to pay attention to that gas gauge to make sure, you know, they're grown up now, they're going to college. So they need to pay attention to all those gauges. And dad, mom, uh, it's time for another lesson on auto maintenance and uh, what you know and what you can pass to them. Yeah, and, and when you're doing that and going over all of that stuff, you know, just, just the basics of the automobile, sort of go over that. You know, it's, if you can take the time to show them how to change the tire, find out where the spare tire is, how to jump start their car if the battery's dead. You know, it's just those, those basic things and things that you overlook. And, and one of the things that I always say, I'm not a big fan of motor clubs, but if I'm sending a kid out of town, out of state, some type of motor club is a good thing to send them out with because of there, there's a lot of a lot of degrees of a motor club, and you know you can get a standalone policy, which may be one of the major major ones where you just purchase a, a motor club policy. But I encourage you to check with your insurance company. Most insurance companies have a a a add on that you can add on to your policy. I know with our insurance we had an add on. It's like twenty dollars a year that provided roadside assistance for jump starts flat tires low you know a tow for to the nearest repair facility or that type of thing you know look at your policy talk to your agent because those are opportunities uh, that isn't going to cost you much that may save you a lot of grief because the worst thing to be if you're here in winston-salem or 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 seattle washington or wherever it may be uh, california utah and you're child is a state or two away or even a different town and they have a, a need for assistance you're not going to be able to get there real quick so make sure that you have something that they can that they can just pick up a number and call and go over all of that when to call and when not to call but just the basics make sure they understand a lot of that because a lot of it they may not need to it's just and as junior mentioned learn to read that gas hand and also those lights when they pop up it may need oil and stuff so you don't don't create a problem um, I, I tell people, Jerry, when they're going down the street, they, um, if you're on the interstate and you're traveling and you're running great and you got a good speed out there, and all of a sudden you notice your temperature lights are gauge starting going up towards hot, remember this. Nowhere on that dash does it say drive to next exit. That means caution. You need to stop, get out of the traffic, get out of the way. And it's always cheaper to have a tow service or a motor club come and pull you to the next exit than to install a engine. Absolutely. Those little problems turn into big problems when you ignore those lights and stuff. You know, and, and when you start talking about the safety and stuff, and there's a couple little things is to know where your kid's going to school. You know, and this sort of goes to also to our high school kids that are driving and also for us adults, you know, make sure they understand if the weather's bad and the roads are slick, the best thing you do is stay put. Don't get out in that vehicle, especially if you're a young driver. I mean, we just had a few years ago in Forsyth County had a had a young driver who who passed away because of hitting a slick spot and stuff. And 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 I'm in the towing industry, and Junior, you were in the towing industry. 
when when bad weather hit, we were always you're always picking up students that are if it's school year that are trying to either get to school or from school or just getting out and decide what's well, a snow day. I'm going over to to Johnny's house and spend the day. The best thing to do is stay put. And the same thing in college because a lot of colleges will have classes because they assume that most of the students are on campus. But you have a lot of students that live off of campus and some that still even drive on campus is to make sure that, you know, just make sure they understand the best policy is just to stay put and not get out and get behind the wheel of that vehicle. Exactly right. And Jerry, I'll tell you something. If you have a bad day of weather and you don't make it in, guess what? You won't be in that boat by yourself. There'll be others there. So don't feel bad about not making it. I guarantee you. And then also, you know, a couple little things for to making sure our students know and college kids know and also ourselves is there's a couple of things we can do to make it a little easier on ourselves. You know, if you think we're going to get ice tonight or something, is to go outside and pull your wipers off of the windshield. Just lift them up and raise them up. Mm-hmm. And it'll make it clean the windshield a lot easier the next morning. Plus, your wipers aren't froze to the windshield because, you know, people get into – after a bad winter and stuff, we have a lot of people who come into the shop who have stripped out their wipers because the wipers froze to the windshield. They turn the switch on, and them things are trying to work. And what they end up doing after time, they just strip out the gears. Either they strip out the wiper or they strip out the gears in the box. And then all of a sudden, it's an expensive replacement that needs to happen there. You know that? And also, if you're cranking up your car, you know, a lot of places it's good to warm your car up and stuff. You know, either have a key bob that they can lock the door so nobody steals that car, or get a courtesy key that won't crank the car, but you can get inside the door. We'll be back in a few moments. So come lose your life for a carpenter's son, for a madman who died for a dream. And you'll have the faith as first follow. Okay, we're back with uh, Christian Car Guy Radio, and we're back to sending our kids off to school and just sort of to wrap this up couple things I want to also mention about when we send our kids off to school, if at all possible, and I can't tell you how important this piece is, go and spend the day with your child at school, where they're going to park, where they're going to be able to, you know, if they need help, find a, find a repair facility. Before you go up there, make some phone calls, Better Business Bureau, and, and, and or if you have other connections up there, find a facility that's close to the school where if your child has a an issue with the vehicle where they can go and know that they can get help and stuff and make sure you've made contact with them. I I, I, I sort of preach that all the time because the importance of that, and in, in this area, I mean, we have kids that are at Winston-Salem State and at the School of the Arts and at Wake Forest and, you know, in Salem College that parents will come by because I, I preach this message all the time. They'll come by and we'll, we'll give them some information to make sure the kid has a, a card and stuff where even if it's something we can't help them with, we can at least give them some direction. They have somebody in the industry, in the area, in the town that the kid is at, that they are able to get some help when they're in a crisis situation. Worst thing is to be in a crisis situation and not know where to go. It's going to save you some money. It's going to save you some time. It's going to save you some aggravation, just knowing that they're safe. You know, as we sit there and you go through that, a junior mentioned that, and I'm going to come back to him because as we were off air, he said, come back to the to the windshield wiper thing story about leaving your wipers down and turning them on so i'm gonna turn it back over to him and hear what he has to say on that i think he's probably had this experience happen to him before i tell you um, in my family i no matter how many mechanics you raise out of it how many people that know about automobiles you're gonna have 
people that does not listen. But Jerry gave us some good advice about the wipers a while ago, and I'll tell you another little bit of advice on the ice. Uh, if you ever went out to your car to start it so that you can warm it up and realize the door latch will not open the door, it's froze. Or if you have a key la- uh, where you have to unlock the car with a key, you put your key in the lock and it will not turn the lock. So here you are, you can't get in your car, you can't get it started to get the wipers, uh, to heat to the wipers or to the doors. I have found if you will get you a spray bottle of warm or hot water and spray that door latch, just keep working it easily and put a uh, little warm water on your key, slide it in there to where it'll eventually turn that lock. Then take a little warm water and put it around your wipers and make sure they're clear of the, uh, the uh, windshield. Let your car warm up a little bit, and you're ready to go. But don't uh, you'll break your door handle trying to get in. You'll break your key off, and you'll just ruin your windshield wipers if you don't take that little extra time. Don't be in a hurry. No one else is. It's snowing, it's sleeting, and it's cold. And, you know, as we wrap up this part of the show, you know, the, the thing that it goes back to is just being aware. As a parent and as a guardian, make sure our, our kids are in, in school that they understand the rules and their responsibilities. As a driver, make sure we understand the rules of the road and dealing with you know the increased traffic, the big yellow buses on the road when they're stopping. That we can't get into so much of a rush. You know, leave a little earlier, whatever it takes to make sure we're not in a rush situation. And just you know, sending our kids off to college, make sure we go through that checklist and just make sure the car is you know up to snuff and and it's not going to be given a problem make sure they understand where they can go for help try to look into the motor club and you know look into your policy and see if you have at you know as i'm talking about policies another thing because i don't get a chance to talk bill mixon's the insurance guy and you can email him on ask an expert you know if you're local and stuff and see what nationwide has to offer but also just you know on your policy something else that doesn't cost you very much is rental car insurance and so many times when you're you're in an accident, don't have that coverage, man. It can sure make a big difference. But as we're, oh, go ahead, Jerry. I want to mention one more thing about our kids, especially our kids going off to college and all that. Um, today's technology, we can do so many things with the phones. With myself, I have a telephone. My wife won't let me have one except to say uh, hello and goodbye. I can't receive texts or or uh, do anything else with it. But our kids today, they have uh, adjusted to the life of punching in anything they want to see or whatever. And uh, I think I've come up with a good idea. If you get your student, your child, to say when you're traveling, when you're behind the wheel of that vehicle, we want you to get a designated texter to ride with you so that you won't be doing it. They'll be doing it for you. And that way your kid has his mind on the road, on the safety issues, and not afraid they're going to miss something from home or from that little boy or that little girl that they got yeah. out on. Just let them have a designated texture. Absolutely. I mean, anything, when we're behind the wheel of a vehicle, that should be our sole responsibility and our sole job is to making sure we're doing it safely. As we wrap up, uh, as we always do at the end of the show, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, appraisal by the black book, the Bible. And I'm going to just sort of, since we're talking about back to school, training our kids and getting our kids in school, so that they learn and prepare themselves for the future and to so they'll be successful in life. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And this is a passage that I know everybody has heard and, and stuff. But, but you know what? God has gave us a pretty strong 
commandment and, and instruction here, how we should handle our kids. And I'm going to read it. In, it starts in verse 6. Um, These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. I'm going to read that again. Impress, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your homes and on your gates. Sounds like to me God is saying we got a responsibility, and that's to teach them to grow up as children that know Jesus Christ. You know, so many times, in, in we all have heard this in it, with different aspects and stuff, where people will say, you know what, I don't want to push my religion, my beliefs on my child. You know what, this says, yeah, you are. You're supposed to teach that child. You're supposed to be teaching him the commandments that I've given you. That's your responsibility as a parent. And to say, you know what, I, you know, Sunday's the only day they have where they can sleep in because of other activities and stuff. How many times Monday morning do you have a child that's in school that they wake up and say, I don't want to go to school, and you're going to say, that's all right. You need that. Don't go back to school. We're going to send them to school. We should be sending our kids to church. We should be making sure that that's important to them, that that's part of our responsibility. If we fail in that, we're failing the next generation. We have that responsibility. You know, school's important for our kids because it does. It trains them up to be successful. It, it trains them up to, to learn a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of skills that they're gonna gonna lead them to have a successful life here on earth. It teaches them, you know, the the, the social aspect of dealing with other people and stuff. But you know what? We have a responsibility to making sure that they learn those skills, but we also have a responsibility to make sure that they spend eternity in a better place. If we fail this part of it and don't take this responsibility and this commandment in Deuteronomy to heart, our kids are going to be out there and they may be successful in this life, but this is just a temporal life. We need to make sure we take that responsibility to the next level where, as it says, impress these on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk around the road, because you know what? Going to church for an hour, that's great. But we need to make sure, you know, there was a time when I was growing up, Junior, you were growing up, where the culture was sort of reinforcing what we were learning at, at church. Now it's just the opposite. You know what? Somebody's going to brainwash those kids. I hope we're brainwashing them for Jesus Christ. Amen. And, Amen. and you know what? As, as we, we close up and wrap up, you know what? I encourage you. I don't care if you're in Seattle, Washington, in Utah, in California, in Virginia. Tomorrow morning, get up and go to church. If you're in this area, go to, go to, to you know, Stanleyville Baptist Church. There's churches on every corner that are going to meet your needs. Go to Pinedale Christian Church. Go to Calvary. You know, on the south side of Winston-Salem, northern Davidson County, we'd love to have you. I'm sure there's a church in Seattle. There's a church in, in Richmond, Virginia. Be there. Amen. Be part of it. And also, as we're on the road, as we talked about, make sure you know your responsibility. Know how to be a safe driver, a safe student.